Hey everybody, welcome back to Leading on the Front Lines podcast. This is Dan Hornacek, your host. Um, back again, today's going to be uh, kind of a, a unique episode. I think it's a, a topic that not a lot of people think about, um, but it's, it's well, I'll start with this. Uh, first off, welcome back. Thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and follow me on Twitter and Instagram, um, YouTube as well. Please subscribe if you want to check it out there. Um, enjoying the comments uh, that are going on. Uh, would love to see you guys uh, kind of interact with one another. So uh, leading the front on Twitter and leading on the front lines on YouTube and Instagram. So today, um, everyone's heard of the, the saying, dress for the job that you want. It's um, Unless you haven't been in more of a corporate setting, that's typically a, uh, a thing that mentors or people in leadership, um, upper, upper management say, um, there's a lot of reasons for that, right? That, that's, this isn't specifically what we're going to talk about today, but I think it's a good point to start with. Um, I've done this personally where, you know, it's, I want to either get a promotion or I want to be taken more seriously in my role, uh, things like that. And so if you kind of just upgrade, you know, the, the dress, right? Who do you, who emulate who you want to be, um, typically puts you in a different mindset when you're at work. It's kind of a strange psychology behind it. Um, I haven't delved very deeply into it but um, myself, but I just know that when I was in my first sales support role, um, you know, I, d- I dressed obviously business formal, but I, when I wanted a promotion to my own sales route, uh, I started dressing in a full suit and tie every day, and it really allowed me to take myself and my job more seriously in, in my productivity and my um, just overall, uh, the job that I did overall definitely took a, uh, a leap up and it was noticeable and I ended up getting a promotion, um, continued right moving on to, um, becoming a mentor within, you know, the, so I moved from Michigan to Memphis and then became a mentor and a, uh, culture builder as they call it, um, with a company which was pretty cool because it put me in a position of, you know, creating a culture of new hires who hadn't worked for the company. So that was my job was to kind of instill the values and uh, things like that of the company I worked for in these new people. It was a, a privately run organization. It was, it was fairly large. So they wanted people who had worked for them to kind of instill the values of the company in them. So it was kind of a unique, unique thing. But I will say that the turning point for me being able to do that was, you know, dressing for the position I want. Same with when I was at FedEx, I was an operations manager and I dressed like one, you know, I wore cargo pants and a polo. Um, you know, I switched to dress slacks, dress shoes, things like that. And then kind of put my, my mental focus into a place to utilize myself at, I mean, a higher level, right? You can only do so much, but it just changes the way you think. So anyway, I think we've all done that. But today, in that same vein, I want to talk about how do you want um, how do you want to look to others? So when people talk about you when you're not around or if they see you from a distance, how do you want them to view you? Right? Everyone has their own lens on how they view the world or or what have you, right? We could talk forever about how there's different ways that people uh, can view you. 
So you have to control the controllables, right? We have to sit there and look at ourselves and uh, our actions, our nonverbal communications, our dress, things like that. And what do we have control of? And, you know, it's like I said, it's easier to dress. It's easy to dress for the position that you want, but same goes for how you act, right? So um, if you, the easiest way I could describe this is think of someone that you have a lot of respect for right? It doesn't have to be at work. It could be, you know, a family member, a dad, a mom, um, you know, a best friend. It could be a cousin. Uh, for me personally, my cousin Jason has always been kind of that. And I don't even think he knows this, but he's always kind of been this, this role model for me, uh, just in the way that he talks, the politeness that he has, the decorum within conversation, uh, the way he thinks before he speaks, um, you know, utilizes examples to try to, you know, personal examples of, of his own to kind of help relate to the person he's talking to, the way he dresses, uh, you know, his mannerisms, things like that. A lot of what I have comes from him. And again, I don't even think he realizes that, but, um, you know, we should be cognizant of how people view us. I think we need to, to make sure that you know, when you're standing there talking to others or peers or things that, that someone's always watching you. Um, my mentor, Tony, who I mentioned in my, my blog, um, he said that. He said, even when you think no one's watching you, somebody is. Um, and <laughs> even if it's a video camera, right, when no one's around. Um, and being in the eyes of others, whether they be your employees or, or peers or even upper management, your superiors, etc. You know, you want to have this air about you that um, you're confident in your job, you're you're effective in your in your position, um, but also, you know, that humbleness comes into play where if like you don't know something and you're able to say you don't know, um, in in a way that you're still going to, in a way that the person you're saying it to knows you're going to come back and give them the answer. Um, we should always try to strive to be the best version of what you want to be. And by doing that, people will see the best version of you, right? We're all a work in progress. We're all going to be consistently trying or we're consistently trying to improve ourselves in some way, shape and form. And if we're continuously striving to do that, right, it's going to just become apparent, right? You don't need to talk about it. Um, you can, of course, but, um, you know, it's kind of, it can become a little bit arrogant, I suppose, but, um, but that's kind of it too, right? I mean, as, as a leader or a manager, sadly, right, effective managers have somewhat of a air of arrogance about them, right? They, um, not, and I say that lightly, um, I more so say it from, from a place of you're, you're confident in your decision-making, um, and you're confident in the conversations you're going to have with people. Um, you know, you're confident in, in b when taking feedback, maybe negative feedback from people, you can still stand there with your chin up and say, you know, when I made that decision or I made this plan and it failed, I did it with the best of intentions or with the, the best use of my knowledge. Now, of course, you need to, to actually do that, right? If you're just being lazy <laughs> and you, um, you know, failed at something, that's where, you know, being able to say, you're, you're right, I did fail, or maybe I didn't put my best foot forward, that all has or can have kind of that um, air of, of arrogance to it. Um, but I think that if you continually 
try to do the right thing in, in those situations, people are going to see that. And people see, you know, they look at people, I think, with more respect that are willing to not only admit when they're wrong or, or when they screw up, but um, that will create a stigma or a um, opinion about you. And when they speak to others about you, um, those are those are the things that they're going to speak of. In a weird way, you're almost trying to control how others view you who've never talked to you before, right? One of one of my goals, and it, you know, it was like a cliche Instagram post that I saw many years ago, but it was, you know, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase slightly, but essentially treat others so that when they speak of you and you're not in the room, that they speak highly of you. And that was always my goal. I didn't want to give people the opportunity to speak negatively about me. Now, don't give me I mean, everyone, not everyone's going to like you, right? That's just a, uh, a fact of life. And that's okay. But if the majority of people um, respect you, um, and that's the thing, they don't have to like you to respect you, right? Um, a lot of times when you ask a lot of people, um, they might look down on you for it, but you know, that's the, where the follow-up within management and leadership come into play where you might ask a lot of someone and they might view it as you picking on them or asking too much. And then when success comes because of it and you're rewarding them or praising them in public like we've spoken about before, that's when, that's like the, that catalyst moment. So they might have had this view of you before and that's okay. Uh, they're not wrong and happy it necessarily uh, but that's because the follow-through needs to come from you and then when it does that's that controllable aspect right when they speak of you they might say yeah he's he or she is is hard a hard worker they expect a lot of us but when we get the job done they're very good at praising us or you know whatever it might be rewarding us for for a job well done um, or if the job isn't well done that I like that I don't like how hard he works us but even when we fail he's very good about you know coming to us and, and talking about how we can do better you know because then you're you're showing your people that you want them to do better that you want to see them succeed so all of this kind of comes into play or excuse me uh, plays together and when we're talking about you know being aware of, of how people view you and I think, this for people, especially if you're coming into a, a position of leadership or um, you're coming into a frontline management position, ops managers, things like that. This is a very a, a big thing. People, what people think of you. I mean, this kind of goes against social norms a little bit, but what people think of you is very important in management. And well, excuse me, from like a peer and and under, right? Your your employees that work for you, and. If you have people that don't like you, they're not going to do a good job, and that's going to reflect poorly on you. If you have people quitting um, and your turnover rate is astronomically high, that looks bad on you. It costs the company money to keep training people, um, and it's better to retain people and, and help them grow and, and develop to move on. And, you know that's, that's positive turnover, right? When someone's getting promoted out of a position you have to hire because of it, that's positive turnover. Uh, if you have people quitting because they don't like you, um, you know, that's that's the problem. And everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people have heard the the adage of people don't 
quit jobs, they quit bosses. I can speak for, for myself in saying that most of the jobs that I left have been because of bosses, not the job itself. And most of people I've talked to or have mentored in my time have said the same thing. So that's why I say it's important to make sure that people, you know, again, not necessarily like you, but at least respect you. And you have to earn that. That's on you. So again, think of people who you admire. Think of people who you want to be like and emulate those people, right? Emulate how they speak, emulate how they speak to others. Um, Ask them, you know, how do you have a difficult conversation with someone? They may have specific things that they do that you just might not be aware of and can learn from them. And uh, just much like my, my cousin Jason and me, I've, we've had many, many conversations where I've gone to him for advice or just kind of questioning his ways in, 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 in hopes to learn how to do things better. So, um, you know, so again, create a good image for yourself, protect that image and, um, you know, strive to be the best version that you want to be. And, um, not only will you see that, that change, but others will too. So, um, that's really what I wanted to get across today. And, um, if you guys have questions, want to reach out to me again, check me out on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, or X, um, Again, on uh, YouTube and Instagram, leading on the front lines. On X, I am leading the front. So, again, this is Dan Hornacek, leading on the front lines. Hope you guys have a good day and uh, look forward to talking to you soon.